All right, all right, let's get this started, baby. It's episode 15, homie, Quinceañera. Remember that song, dog? Shit, that was a hit right there, dog. Remember that novela, fool? That's how old I am, dog. Like, fucking, that novela was like 88, fool. My sister's name is Maricruz, just like the chick from the novela, which is trip. And she had a boyfriend named fucking, what was it? Uh, Pancho, dog, Francisco. So, yeah, it was a little close to home. Quinceañera, Talia, fool. Anyways, showing my age a little bit. Hope you guys are doing. Yes, I'm feeling better. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everybody who's been asking, texting, messaging. Appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was a little scary there for a little bit. You know, I thought, I thought you were all going to lose your, your boy, Jerry G. Thought I was going to go out, taken out by a kidney stone and shit. That would have been fun, right? But uh, now I got uh, I don't know what happened. Just literally from one day to another, it was gone. The pain was gone. I would go to sleep in pain. Wake up in pain, and then just one day, there was no pain. And I don't know what it was, what I did, what candle I lit, which prayer worked, or whose prayer worked, but it worked, and uh, I'm back to 100, um, at least for like a week now. Today is Monday night. I'm watching the Raider game as we speak. They're tied at halftime, 17-17, so took a little time to do my first little... Uh, little uh segment right now 15 minute segment while halftime goes on and uh but yeah so today's monday september like 20th or some shit 21st maybe and uh i've been feeling great man all week thank you thank you man literally a week uh, it's been a week it happened like like last tuesday i woke up just feeling like a champion dog just waiting for the pain to come and it never came dog and it hasn't come back so i, I don't know i don't know what the fuck the medicines help I wasn't too like, I wasn't like too with the, como se dice? I, I wasn't believing too much in the pain and, and the medicines they gave me because the doctor, like I saw like three different doctors. I went to urgent care twice, right? And I went to the actual urologist. So I saw like three different fucking doctors, right? All of them were pretty cool except for the one came okay, fuck that. All right, anyways, I'm not going to talk about that. He was cool. He did it. He, he was a professional. But anyways, at least the urologist, the fool that knows his shit about what's going on, he, like, looked at, you know, my chart and looked at the shit they gave me. And he's like, all right, so you got Norco and you got a little bit of this and you got a little bit of that. Oh, I saw they gave you that medicine for it to dissolve. And he kind of, like, smirked, like, yeah, like, that's going to work kind of shit. He gave me that movida. He gave me that look. And basically, because, you, know, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking all my medicines. You know, I'm taking all, I'm taking the painkillers. They help a little bit. Uh, I'm taking my antibiotics and I'm taking that. See, I'm a flow max. I'm taking the flow max and that's the one that's supposed to dissolve the stone, right? But like I said, the doctor just looked at that. And he said, oh, you got flow max? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Good luck with that kind of shit. Like that's going to work. So he was one of those guys. Like that's why I didn't appreciate him too much because he was like more like, let's get this shit in the road, bro. Let's get you, Let's get that rock out of there right now. Like let's go in there. Kind of shit. So I was like, can we just like wait up a little bit longer? You know, but I don't know. He was, um, I don't know if he works on commission or how it works there. But um, yeah, he wanted to go in there. But uh, nah, he, he knew what he was talking about. I'm talking shit. The guy knew what he's talking about, of course, you know. But uh, yeah, he didn't have too much faith in that medicine is what I'm trying to tell you. So I didn't have too much faith in the medicine. So obviously I kept taking it as, it was, as I was prescribed to. 
Uh, at the very least, it said it was going to help me uh, urinate more often, and which it was, right? And so, it, you know, the, the other doctors were like, well, this medicine is going to help you go to the bathroom more, and, you know, hopefully it flushes out, and it'll help, it'll help break down the rock. So I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And I was taking it. And to be honest with you, I think that's what worked. I think that's what did it, fool. Because uh, I was going to the bathroom a lot. Not once did it hurt because they say it's going to hurt when it comes out through the peep hole. So that's why I don't know if it's still in there or it pissed out and I didn't feel it. Dog. And I'm hoping that was the case. Dog. To be honest with you, I don't know if it's just my conscience, my, my, you know, my P- PTSD. But I still feel it's in there sometimes, doc. You know, like I feel a little pain there kind of shit, you know. But nah. I, overall, no pain, dog. Zero pain. So we'll go from there. The champ is back. And uh, I've cut back black soda. I haven't drank black soda since this happened to me, which was over two weeks ago, three weeks. So I haven't had black soda in a while. All right. No dark soda. I've had Sprite. I have 7-Up. And I've had some Squirt. A little bit here. A little bit there. Not too much. But I've been drinking a lot more lemonades. A lot more uh, strawberry fucking lemonades. Cranberry juice, of course. Yes. But uh, cranberry juice, ugh, I'm not a big fan of it, though. So I do what I can. And, of course, a lot of water, dog. Drinking a lot of water. As much water as I can. And uh, I think that did the trick for now. I don't know where it went. Where it's at, I wish I could have seen it go to make sure to to witness the stone, but I haven't and I didn't. But that don't matter right now because the pain is gone. I was able to live my normal life again. And uh, yeah, just trying to make a little bit of changes here. My diet, trying not to eat too much garbage. But uh, little by little, right? You start slipping back into darkness, fool. But I'll be all right. Gracias a Dios. Todo bien. Um, other than that, got back to work this weekend, fool. I was in Delano, California. And I had a blast, fool. I had a blast. It was at the Hyatt at this hotel. It was supposed to originally be inside their bar room. It was going to be like a big deal inside. This was back like in June originally, the date. And, of course, it kept getting pushed back. I pushed back to July. Into August, and then they came up with "fuck it, we're gonna have it outside, still at the hotel, but outside." And it turned out to be very cool, dude. They had a great, uh, great setup, um, great audience, and uh, sold a lot of merch. And it was fun, good little payday. Needed it. Thank you, thank you, Tyson Paul, the homie who put it together. We own the laughs. It's called he la- he calls a little production company. He puts shows together out there and. Uh, it was just great to be back on stage and uh, performing in front of real people. Uh, the only thing is being outside, obviously, is a lot of noise. There was a lot of fucking noise pollution going on. You know, uh, Delano. If you're not obviously, if you're not familiar with the area, it's Central California, and it's like it's right off the freeway. It's literally off the freeway. And so I mean, even made a joke where like I never performed at a truck stop before, and because it's literally that. Even though it's a really nice hotel, it's like in a truck stop area. For there's a bunch of semis parked and. And that's where it's like the fan. It's like where the boss, the boss guys, go to fucking park the, their shit and spend the night. But a lot of noise, dude. You know, fucking helicopters, fucking train, fucking freeway. That's the only thing, dog. That 
sucks about just being outside in general, fool. Now you're dealing with that, you know? And you know what else sucks is that the laughs don't carry as loud, obviously. You're outdoors, so the laughs go up and into the sky and into oblivion, fool. So, like, you hear the laughs, you see the people laughing, but they don't carry and they don't stay long. And I've mentioned this before. My whole act is based on timing and, of course, laughs, right? And that's how I... You know, switch gears and go from one joke to the next as the laughs carry me to the next joke. All right. That's a life hack right there. That's that's how this that's how I do my job. All right. So when that's not happening, está cabrón, wey. So I have to just rely on on the the bit, obviously, on the material and make sure, you know, I know this is funny. I know they're laughing. I know they're having a good time, but I can't hear all of y'all laugh. At least not the people in the back. So I got to just hope that people are having a good time. And, you know, of course, I'm really good at making. Another thing I like doing on stage is making eye contact with people, of course, especially the people I can see. And going out of my way to just make eye contact and just, you know, touch each other in that way, fool. And I think it helps. I really, that's another secret of mine as a performer for those uh, comics who are listening or people who want to get into comedy. Stage presence is everything, dog. Stage presence is everything, fool. And it's how you carry yourself on stage. You can't be too cocky. You can't be that guy who thinks I'm the baddest motherfucker here. It's not about that. It's not who I'm about. It's not what I'm about. I'm about um, fucking uh, relating to people and making sure that they feel me. Like, I feel you. I know what he's talking about. I get it. I've been there. I've seen that. I know that. That's what I'm about. And that's how I like to get to people. And how you get there? Stage presence, fool. The delivery of the joke. The wording, fool. And the eye contact with people, dog. And that's what sets comics apart from others, fool. Some fools don't have the confidence or are overconfident, bro. You, there's both. There, I've seen both. And both give me the cringe, make me cringe, fool. I feel so bad for a comic who just doesn't have the confidence, who does not deliver the punch. Even if it's, even if it's a good bit, a good joke, you see the guy kind of like, do you like me? Do you like me? Like, relax, fool, all right? Or there's the other fool who's overconfident. Like, yeah, that's right, I'm the shit. That's right. Look at me. Look at my hot ass or or whatever. Look at my badass up here. Then it's like, ugh, God, on, relax. You're not being, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit about who you're fucking or what you're driving or what you're doing. or Nobody gives a shit, fool. So, stuck out on way. So, my thing is, uh, as a student of the game, fool, learn how to connect with people on stage. And I think that's what has helped me get through it. Not, not only just connect, but relate. Motherfuckers got to know. I was having a real um, long conversation with a... With, uh, not a, that Friday show, but Saturday I had a show. And I had a guy who, you could tell, he just loves to talk. And we had a couple of drinks in him. But he told me, like, yo, I've never seen you before. before and I just ate up everything you were saying up there. And I I get it. I I love it. I believe it. And because he was comparing me to other comics that were there that, that night. And he was like, oh, see, like that one guy. You know, he, he didn't, I didn't buy any of what shit he was talking about. But when you went up there and you talked about this and you talked about that and you said this and you said that, that's what made me enjoy the night. He goes, I'm not a hard laugher. I don't laugh out loud. I don't do that. But you actually la- made me laugh out loud. And that's big credit to you, man. He was with his wife, his hot wife, by the way. And he was real cool. 
and he was just like you know and basically i like hearing that because that's genuine dog that's you're just not you're just not trying to hype me up for no reason you're actually giving me reasons why right you liked it and not just you're funny dog you're dope you're cool like thanks bro appreciate it but when you tell me exactly why and that's of course that matters to me because now i get that you really really first of all paying attention and second of all it's coming from a real place right so anyways and uh yeah normalcy right this weekend two shows i, I just again that was the second show the second show was in back in uh in van nuys california which is another paisa hood ass place another it's like another Huntington park but 10 degrees hotter and uh that was at a rooftop at a parking garage it's in a parking structure all right it's in a part it's in a parking structure for like four floors maybe five and you, all you do is you drive up the parking structure and all the way to the fourth everybody parked on the fourth floor and then you walk up the parking structure to the fifth floor which it was outdoors which is a, obviously the rooftop parking lot and that's where there was a setup right there all right they had a taquero they had shit going on there music it was dope good lighting good sound and shout outs to renee vaca and the whole crew out there who put that shit together great setup the only thing i could i would knock about that for anybody who's there and was listening to this you know is that motherfucking show ran way too long and i went last and i was not very happy about that did i say anything about it no i didn't because i am getting paid and i do appreciate the gig and i do appreciate the booking but inside i was fuck this shit i do tell renee because he's a homie and he put it together and he's a good friend of mine i did tell him like no mama's way like come on dick like i've been here since show started at 8 30 i got there at nine and i didn't go up to 11 fool like get the fuck out of here dog come on fool i mean that's too much fool and uh i was a little frustrated but it's part of the game, fool. It's part of the game. It's, you know, people are very excited to have comedy back. So a bunch of comics were showing up and they wanted spots. The amigo, el amigo, el compa, el no sé quién. They all, of course, and again, not to brag, but, you know, like a lot of these guys, they don't, you know, fucking, they haven't been up in a long time and they're kind of rusty and they didn't do too well. And so I had to go at the end and. I can tell a lot of people were kind of done and over it and ready to go home. And I had to dig in and I had to do my thing. And I still had a great time on stage. Gracias a Dios. Uh, I had some new jokes I was able to work out and, and hit pretty well. And I'm doing a joke about eating outside right now. And aire libre, right? And you're outdoors and it's always too hot or too cold. And now you're like, there was a bum next to me, a homeless guy. And I was like, dude, can you give me some space? And he's like, yo, you're in my house, fool. Like, what do you mean? Give me some space. You're you're in my territory, fool. And that was kind of the joke. And, have you know, of course, I said it different on stage and had a big laugh. And it was fun. And But, you know, I had to go. I'm working, dog. I'm literally working. All these other fools go up there with half fucking written jokes that, you know, they're putting out of their ass. Just because they want to get back on stage again and feel the fucking feeling for some laughs and go up there and eat dicks. You know, and then not me. I I try and be as professional as possible, especially being the quote unquote headliner, the last comic of the night. I'm not just going to go up there and just talk out of my ass. I'm going to come up there with shit that, you know, is plan- prepared, that I put effort in. Yo so que me agüita, wey. Me agüita eso, wey. It bothers me, dick. Like, all these other fools up there, 
I'm just, all these other people up there, there was a lot of comics, and some of them killed, okay? Some of them did great, but some of them didn't, or I'm just talking in general, fool, all right? But some of them go up there talking out of their ass, offending the audience, fool, upsetting the people, dog, going to dark fucking places in the comedy, and people get turned off, right? All of a sudden, they're like, Man, I've been here since 8 o'clock. Show started at 8.30. It's 10.30 now. Ugh, how many more comics? This guy's talking about dying up there. This guy's talking about sneezing or coughing on people over here. Ugh, this guy's talking about fucking sex and butthole sex. And this other guy. Ugh, this. So I'm just like, fuck, dog. And I'm in the back just watching, seeing people get uncomfortable and ready to call it a night. And you got to think. like, And then I have to go up there and literally go clean up whatever mess is left up there, fool. And I got to admit, the first couple of minutes, fool, I did like, you know, my first opening jokes about the setting of where we at. I guess, obviously, a bunch of other comics had already talked about the setting. Obviously, I thought about some funny things to say about the setting and got no laughs because people are kind of done. People are kind of like, fuck, just get with the jokes, fool. We get it. We're in a rooftop. We're in a garage. I get it, dog. Just move on. And that's what it felt like. But y'all, you know, I'm already in the back. Like, oh, that would be funny, though. That would be funny. Because we were by the gym. You literally drive up a gym. And uh, there's a, it's an Elliot. Like, I don't know what the fuck. It's a gym in the parking structure. And they had all these gym equipment outside. Because now they're doing gym outside. So I was like, I think I parked on top of a treadmill. I'm sorry. I think I have to move my car. You know, I thought that was cute and funny. Because I literally drove by a bunch of fucking, you know, apparatuses. I don't even know what these gym equipment is called. And... I thought that was funny. And, of course, I said it, and people were like, no, move on, next joke, next joke. Then I'm like, oh, uh, what's going on out there? There's a bunch of gym equipment. Is there a gym auction? What's going on? And like, and of course, not funny. So then I had to get, like, get back into I finally got them after a few minutes. I was getting hard laughs, and people were having a great time. But fuck, dude, but that's what I had to deal with. I had to deal with uh, people who are turning on everyone because they're done. They're tired. They're, t- they're been sitting on their ass outside for fucking two and a half hours. Fool. Then I come up there. It's that cabron, way. It's that cabron, dude. I-, I get it now, fool. I was a little spoiled before when I was a, a feature and an opener. I would go up there and just have the easy laughs when people are excited to get the show going. I'll be up there and just kill. Now as a headliner, I do, like, I see how the, a lot of these fools are just like, fool. A lot of headliners, I'm not like that, but a lot of headliners are like, don't talk to the audience, man. Just get to the jokes, bro. Don't run the light, fool. And I get it now. Now I'm like, oh, that's why. Because people get tired of saying, hearing all this bullshit before, you get, before the headliner comes up. Ah, I see now. I see. Anyways, sorry for that vent, but that's real shit. That's day in a, day in a job, Jerry G right there. And some of y'all get me. Some of y'all who've been to shows understand and just hang in there, man. Uh, hopefully, most of the time, when you're in a, with these shitty shows, there's a payoff, fool. And the payoff usually is a headliner. And usually, the headliner is going to be funny. Usually, all right? And don't get me wrong. I bombed as well as a headliner. Trust me. But most of the time, the headliner will be great. And it'll be worth it. Just hang in there, please. All right? I'm going to take a little break. This has been 19 minutes. Let's listen to some commercials. All right? Late. All right. Let's get back to this. Uh... Let's wrap it up here with some sports, man. I hope uh, you guys... Dude, there's so much sports going on, right? So many fucking sports going on. It's beautiful, beautiful time right now. Um, What can we say? Did we talk about the Lakers, about the Clippers choking? I think... I don't know if I did. I don't know if I talked about the... Uh, I think last weekend... 
no, I didn't talk about the Clippers choking because I, f- I think that was when they were going to play that night. And I called that. I said they were going to win. Yeah. I said they were going to win. I said I was kind of rooting for them because my son roots for them. And, you know, they're going to win anyway. Might as well. And these motherfuckers lost. These motherfuckers lost, fool. Y que, que pena, güey. Right? How embarrassing. I feel bad for these guys, dog. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know these guys, dude. Like, I mean, I get over it quick. I just, I just unbelievable how these guys choke, fool. How do you choke with Kawhi Leonard on your team, bro? How do you choke with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George on your team, bro? Like, how do you not beat the Nuggets, fool? And I get it. The Nuggets outplayed themselves. And I give them all the credit in the world for that jokeage, fool. is no joke, fool. Stay with the cabron, way, say, way. Your compa Murray, fool. Look, fool. Murray is very good, okay? But he's not no Steph Curry. He's not no Kobe Bryant. He's not no freaking Jordan, bro. He can be stopped. He can be stopped. You know who can stop a Murray? A Kawhi Leonard. A fucking defensive magician. But did he? No. You know who can stop a Murray fool? A Paul George. A defensive wizard. But did he? No. You know who can stop a Murray? A piece of shit. Patrick Beverly can stop a Murray. But did he? No, fool. And there's no fucking excuse for that, dog. There's no freaking excuse for that, dog. Like, I, I, it is, it's unbelievable to me for, for them fools to let this happen. Yes, they Clippers are the better team. But not uh, three. Come on, they lost. It was three to one. So they lost three in a row, fool. Three in a row. And they had the lead in all three games. And a big lead, fool. Not, as like, not like if they were, like, fighting to stay in the game every game. They were in the lead every game. And they still, they, there's no excuse for that, dog. There's no excuse for that. That's not even cute. That's not funny. That's just embarrassing, fool. Embar- Dude, you got Doc Rivers, one of the best coaches, quote unquote, right now, if you know, of all time or whatever, whatever you want to label them, fool. He allows this to happen, dog. He allowed that to happen. I mean, you're talking about just Jokic, Murray. You can't even name other players on that team, fool. That Porter Jr., dog, he's a rookie, bro. Never been in the playoffs before in his life, dog. Like, those other guys, fool, I can't, I can't even name, you can't even name other players on that team, fool. It's like, are you kidding me, bro? There's, not, there's no excuse, fool. And with that said, bro, with that said, I'm glad they fucking lost. Only because I really do feel that the Clippers were the only team that, they, that can take down the Lakers, dog. Con todo eso, con todo eso embarrassment. That they just went through, fool. If they would have beat the Nuggets, bro, I, Jerry G, would have been worried about the Clippers in a seven-game Western Conference final series. Yes, because of a Kawhi Leonard and a PG-13, dog. Okay, I know we got Anthony Davis and LeBron, and thank the good Lord for that. But if anyone can stop us, is a player like Kawhi Leonard, fool. And, well... He didn't. He didn't show up. Fool. And lucky. I mean, I'm not saying they could have beat us. I'm just saying they had a chance. If any other team in the Western Conference, 
they had the chance to beat us. They can ma- they matched up the better than us. Y más que nada, they wanted us bad. Fool. They want tenían una pinche rabia against us, bro. They wanted us, fool. Like as bad as the Dodgers want to beat the Astros, fool. That's how bad the Clippers want to beat the Lakers, dog. And they were gonna come at us with everything, fool. Everything, dog. And that's what I was worried about. I was worried about the them just out hustling and out playing us and now just working us fool that's what i was afraid of that they didn't happen all right they didn't happen so now what here monday night i'm talking to you with the lakers with a two nothing lead and again yes of course game two was scary they could we could have easily lost that game but look fool you're not supposed to lose those games when you have clutch players mvp caliber players on your team all right Nos escapamos. We got the victory because of a last second three-point shot thanks to Anthony Davis. But that's what those players are supposed to do, bro. That's why they're superstars. That's why they're great. And that's why we're not supposed to lose these games. Yes, they're going to give us a challenge. Yes, they're going to give us all they got. Yes, they're going to come make their little comebacks. But they're not. They should not beat us. They should not beat us. I got the Lakers in five, maybe even a sweep, bro. I don't even see how they can win one game right now. I think that was their best chance. Game two was their best chance. After that, I'm hoping the Lakers make the adjustments for this not to happen again. I'm expecting a 10-point victory in this next game three by the Lakers, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Dude, they're not traveling right now. They're at home. They're, like, they're literally chilling in a fucking camp in a bubble at Disney Resort. They got nowhere else to go but just relax and rest and practice and massage your ass, fool. There's no reason to be fucking traveling, going up and down, fucking nada de eso, wey. Nada de eso, wey. Not even traffic they have to deal with, fool. There's, I'm, I'm telling you, fool, this is the best situation for the Lakers right now, fool, with an older team. And we have to take advantage of that, fool, all right? Denver should not win more than one game. We'll, I'll give them one game, fool. I don't even know how. I don't even know how they can win one game, fool. They had their bet. They had their shot on 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 Sunday. That was their best shot, fool. There's no way they should win more than one game, bro. All right, this should not go past five games. All right. By the way, Rajon Rondo, <laughs> ese compa. Ese compa está al cien, wey. He's going all out, and I love that guy. I don't know where we would be without Rondo, to be honest with you. I think, yeesh. Eh, yeah, yeah. Rondo has been a difference maker, bro. Difference maker, fool. Because now we don't have to rely on LeBron so much. This fool doing, doing the playmaking and pressing and passing as much as he should. Nah, just now he can just relax. Don't have to force things. He's got Rondo to do that. And to handle the ball and to penetrate and kick the ball out. Greatness, fool. Greatness. All right. That's all I got to say about that right now, man. Lakers looking good. Eastern Conference after, I mean, uh, the whole finals after this. And I still think Boston is a team that is very scary, but they're not looking so good right now at 0 2. But I, I can literally see that series tie at 2 2 soon. And we'll see from there. And it's turning into a three-game series. I can't even call it yet, bro, to be honest with you, fool. Of course, if Miami wins this next game, yeah, of course, you're going to have to swing that way. But if Boston wins this next game, making it 2-1, and if they somehow win game four, tying this series up 2-2, bro, 
it's gonna be mayhem, bro. And there's gonna go games same seven games for. If they game they win game three, it's gonna go seven games for. If they lose game three, I think you know that's pretty much it. Pero and uh, and both teams are pretty fucking scary for the Lakers. Again, these are these are very athletic teams, very hungry teams who play very well, are coached very well. Both have good damn good coaches, and both just believe in the team in the in the team game bro and and once you believe in that shit fool once you believe that you're, you're, everyone's like equal and we're all in this together that's dog you know that's what one of the things with the uh dodgers fools like we start relying on our stars too much come playoffs you know we start relying on the kershaws and the fucking jensen's and the fucking bellingers because they had great seasons but then they fucking don't come through for us in the fucking playoffs or in the World Series or whatever you want to call it. And that's where we get fucked. All right. It's a whole team shit. Dog. It's a whole team thing. And that's what these the Heat are proving right now and what Denver was proving in the other ser- in their other series. For. They're trying it with the Lakers. They're trying to do their best. But come on. Now you're just running into greatness. That's all that's going on. They're running into the greatest player in the planet right now, LeBron James, backing it up with fucking the second greatest pre- uh, player on the planet, Anthony Davis. So, I mean, que se va a hacer, wey? No se va a poder, wey, aunque quieras. So, anyways, the Heat are scary. I still like Boston, fool, even though fucking, I mean, I still like Boston in the series, man. Uh, but fuck those guys. And uh, it's gonna be a trip, man. It's gonna be a trip, all right? Uh, I don't want to talk too much sports, because I'm gonna turn off, I'm gonna turn the ladies off. <laughs> All three of you who are listening. But, um, Nah, dude, it's um, it's been incredible, and yeah, it touched a little bit on the Dodgers. We're wrapping up the season. Um, it's, yeah, it's there's still some holes there, bro, where I'm not too crazy about. Um, and uh, everyone's just trying to give us the World Series title already, and it's not gonna be that easy, bro. These playoffs are gonna be wacky as fuck. Adding extra rounds to the playoffs, more teams in the playoffs, and anything can happen in the playoffs, man. And so, we could be exposed. You know, with certain things, you know, with our pitching. And that's where it gets a little scary, guys, man. Other than that, fucking, with, but with having, again, we have our own LeBron and Anthony Davis right now with the Dodgers, basically with Mookie Betts and Corey Seager, fool. And uh, we shouldn't be losing games to anybody having those two players right there. And then to sprinkle it with a Bellinger that hopefully wakes up and a Muncie that hopefully wakes up, right? And AJ Pollock to keep it up and Justin Turner, of course. Just in terms of like our James Worthy of the 80s, just reliable. And we shouldn't be losing that, but we are. We do have places to be exposed at, and let's just hope that doesn't happen. And uh, hopefully we'll be crowned champions soon, die. All right? And uh, we'll be all right. All right? We'll be all good. We'll have a, a, a tro- uh, parade, to, I don't know, virtually somewhere to celebrate, and we'll see. All right, wrapping it up here. Other than that, this Thursday is a big day for me, guys. Thanks everybody who's also uh, congratulating me, but I've been nominated for a Imagen Award, and I'm getting more details. I got more an email today, uh, a little bit more details on that. It'll be obviously virtual. They're asking me to. Uh, they won't announce the winners until the day, so they're not gonna give me a heads up. I was hoping they would, and I, I guess they don't want to tell you because then of course you're not gonna fucking log in, right? So. But they want us to do an acceptance speech. They want us to turn in an acceptance speech and tell them, you know, like act like if we've won. 
and we they want us to send it to them by Thursday morning. And so, like, if I win, they're gonna fucking obviously put the my acceptance speech there, uh, which is gonna be weird, right? Fuck, I gotta make an acceptance speech. I'm not knowing if I'm gonna win or not. And fuck, I, obviously, low key, I really want to win. I really would want to win. That would be amazing. But I'm not holding my breath. I am going up against some amazing talent. And again, just to be nominated is a fucking pretty surreal situation. But winning it would, of course, be something orgasmic. And I do want to win. Yes, I do want to win. I just don't want to be nominated. But uh, that's this Thursday, September 24th. And uh, there's not much more. That's going to be virtual. Hope, uh, I'll, I'll send out some links on my uh, on my story and my stuff. I'll, I'll share some shit if you guys want to check it out or hit me up DM directly. Uh, and yeah, they're asking us to share it and like they're telling us to post some stuff and to get on your story and tell them, hey, I'm not nominated for any Machina Award. Make sure you check it out September 24th, blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, it's a 30th annual. It's a pretty big deal. It's a very uh, big thing for especially for Latinos. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing, man. It's very exciting to be a part of that, really. I, and it would have been live. It would have been a red carpet event if it wasn't for this bullshit year. So not gonna do that they're asking us to even do like a a party and stuff and to like you know fucking record it and tape it and turn it in kind of shit but nah i'm not gonna do all that i'm not gonna do all that dog i'm just gonna be chill mode and watching football and checking my phone for updates and because nah i don't want to do all that it's not my style but if i win i will be very 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 happy and very excited and very honored and it would be amazing and uh but we'll see we'll see what goes down um i really don't want to make it more than it is but it is that big dog other than that october 1st through the 4th i'll be in el paso texas with chingo bling and at uh, the comic strip comedy club will be there and then after that i'll be making a central california run we'll be doing bakersfield fresno and modesto i think it is is that a, is that a thing three cities October 9, 10, 11, all outdoor events, except for, of course, the comedy club in Texas. But uh, Central California, October 9th, Bakersfield. October 10th, Mo uh, Fresno. October 11th, Modesto. Please check it out. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will be in those cities. Me, Renee Vaca, and Jason Chaney, dude, very funny guy, very funny Asian guy. Very funny guy. He's also a headliner. Uh, but he'll be featuring for me this weekend, that weekend. And uh, I'm excited, man. We'll be at that. I got some cool little uh, um, stickers and stuff that I'm going to be giving away or selling or whatever. And uh, come check it out. Come say what's up. Thank you for everybody. Uh, I had some shout outs, but I actually left them inside the house. I'm, out, I'm not home right now. And so I'll get them next time. But thank you, everybody who's been listening. Uh, getting good views, man. Actually, the number's been going up a little bit. So more and more people are knowing about this. And I, I really appreciate you guys for listening, man. I appreciate you guys for listening for American Wannabes. We had a great episode uh, as I came back this last weekend. I hope you guys are enjoying that. It was really fun talking about UFOs and dying and all kinds of crazy shit. And uh, we have a cool little new layout. We got the Patreon started starting soon. So look out for that. The Patreon's going to be very helpful for us, guys. Uh, that's money that's going to just be going back directly into the podcast at the american wannabes we want to do more things uh buy some merch to give out and to sell we want to get some better cameras we want to just get some better stuff for uh so it could look better dog and uh it's hard for us to 
invest their own money during these times. So the Patreon is going to help. And we got some hardcore followers, some hardcore listeners who are listening to this right now and to American Wannabes and to Time Flies and to Cooler Than That Look. And we really appreciate you guys, dog. And like I've mentioned, like I've said many times, I don't want to start a Patreon just to do a fucking get money, dog. It's not about that, fool. If we do a Patreon, I want that shit to mean something for people who are paying their hard-earned money, dog. And that's why I always said that to the guys. And I've actually voted no against Patreon because I felt we weren't ready. But I think we're ready now, dog. And I'm hoping we're ready now. And it looks like we are. We got some good help. And uh, we got some good editors. We got some doing good shit. And we just, we know what we need now. And so we know what we're going to use this money for. And and that's our goal now for, right? So thank you guys so much. Patreon coming to, whatever you can do is, we got a $5 club, which is $5 a month. We'll get you some axes, some swag, some cool shit from us. $5 a month, dog. That's the cheapest one. For after that, if you want to go harder, we'll appreciate it. We got a $10 one. And we're going to have a very limited VIP one for like 25 bucks, which will get you some instant, you know, literally I'll fuck, all right? Pretty much what I'm trying to tell you, all right? And uh, we'll go from there. But I really appreciate you guys for all your help, all your love, all your support. It means a lot. We're looking at these numbers now, and they're growing. And it's all thanks to you guys because you guys keep spreading the word and letting people, motherfuckers know about us. And we appreciate you guys for real from the bottom of my heart and from all of us, man. All right? You guys have a great rest of the week. Enjoy some football. Enjoy some Lakers. Enjoy all that shit. If If you're a Laker hater, fuck you. But thanks for listening. And we'll take it from there, all right? See you guys soon. Gracias. Vámonos, Recio.